1: as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan.
2: And good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. You'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman, of course. Well, I want to talk a little bit about women and Ford. Ford, yes, Ford. That's in the Ford Motor Company. I was reading my Marketing to Women newsletter just the other day. And if you, by the way, if you haven't checked out Marketing to Women, you really need to. Nan McCann with PME Enterprises puts on the fabulous conferences all year long. One's Marketing to Women, one's Marketing to Moms. Marketing to Moms is coming up in October. They send out an e-newsletter that has lots of great information about Marketing to Women in it. And this article really got my attention. It's about Ford's latest urban marketing campaign, really focusing in on women of color. And it's really around the 2011 Ford Fiesta. And in the campaign, the Fiesta looks fantastic, by the way. It's beautiful colors, these bright Fiesta Fiesta type colors. And um, it's really focused on an e-zine. Now, I, I've seen a lot of these electronic magazines that live on websites before, but this is really a beautiful piece. Uh, you can see it at uh, FordUrban.com, so check it out, FordUrban.com. And it, it's really a, a plethora of information and, and really about fashion, and it's clear that they're trying to appeal to women, especially women of color. Uh, very, very focused on fashion. In fact, when you look at the easing, you can see kind of the – it's called Inspired by Color, number one, and it's chock full of beautiful colors. And there's also going to be a TV spot to air on on BET uh, BET as well as radio and print. But what you look at is you see first that they took the Ford Fiesta on the campus of Howard University, caught uh, pictures of people kind of sampling the Ford Fiesta, really brightly colored pictures of different colored cars with people posing with it. And then you've got kind of the behind the scenes peek into that ad shoot for the car, that TV spot that's going to air on BET that I referred to. And then you You know, they tied in all the electronics available that would really um, appeal to a 20, 30-something young adult um, and then connected the car to seasonable fashion trends. So, like sunglasses and clothing and hairstyles and shoes. And then they've got videos and ringtones and wallpapers and even a color horoscope. You can go on. And you can find the color of car that you like and then click on to the horoscope that you are. And it kind of gives you a little horoscope uh, for the type of person you are. It's very interactive. It's very fun. You need to check it out. They did a great job. And other brands could take a cue from the Ford Fiesta. Again, FordUrban.com. Well, our Gucci girl, the focus of our purse profile today, is definitely someone that would probably uh, appeal to the Ford Fiesta campaign. There's nearly 2 million of these women out there, median age of 29, no kids, employed full-time, making about $91,000 a year, absolutely keeping up with fashion. In fact, looking at fashion magazines to help decide the clothes that she's going to buy and is always looking to switch up her style um, and loves to be among her friends to shop a new store. She loves to go out and just enjoy the shopping experience. She's not brand loyal. She Likes to make a statement, and she's very, very social. She loves entertaining people in her home. She's shopping at Nordstrom, Neiman Marcus, Banana Republic, New York and & Company, and Taylor. She's driving a Nissan, a Mercedes, a Jeep, a Cadillac, or an Affinity, and maybe now a Ford Fiesta. Um, and she's wearing Kenneth Cole, Calvin Klein, Chanel, Guess, Estee Lauder, and Vera Wang. Where can you connect with her? Well, she's we know she's online. She's at iVillage, MySpace, Travelocity, eBay, USA Today, and eHarmony. She's reading magazines like Allure, Shape, Entertainment Weekly, Vogue, Self, Cosmo, Glamour, and Elle. And she's watching cable like E, VH1, MTV, Lifetime, Bravo, HGTV, and TLC, and Oxygen. So very focused on entertainment and, and, um, and lifestyle programming. Well, my guest for today certainly knows about the Gucci girl and many, many other women out there. Her name is Yvonne DeVita. She's an author, blogger, and president of Windsor Media Enterprises and the founder of Lipsticking. What's Lipsticking, you ask? Well, you're going to find out when Purse Strings returns after the break.
1: Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0.
2: SEM Synergy live broadcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m.
1: Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization channel only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me today is Yvonne DeVita. She's an
2: author, blogger, and president of Windsor Media Enterprises and the founder of Lipsticking. Yvonne, welcome to the show. Thanks. So happy to be here. Oh, so excited to have you here. And, you know, before we get into the nitty gritty of some of your quite memorable books, I do want to take a moment to have you share a little bit with listeners about Windsor Media Enterprises, what you do there, and a little bit about lipsticking. Excellent. Maria, thank you. Windsor Media
0: Enterprises, um, it's it's a consulting firm and a print-on-demand publishing firm. We like to tell people that we're very much involved in Publishing 3.0. And what we mean by that is we serve not only the print world, if you're writing a book that is very important, especially a business book, and it's important to women. Our focus is women and women in business. We would like to talk to you. But we also help people with online publishing, and that could be a blog. It could be a Facebook page. It could be, um, you know, how to use Twitter more effectively. It's it's the social media tools that are dominating right now everyone's life and business. So it's, it's Publishing 3.0, and lipsticking came out of all of that. I, I wrote a book. We'll talk about that in a moment. And the book was aimed at marketing to women online. And because of that, uh, I got involved in the whole social media movement very early on and realized how powerful it was for women. So beyond the book that I wrote into the Publishing 3.0 world of Windsor Media Enterprises, lipsticking exists to connect with women, whether that's business or personal, and to help them navigate
2: the let's say complicated online world of social media well and it is it can be quite complicated and i feel like every day there's another tool or outlet or social network that keeps popping up that we need to be able to understand and utilize to the best of our of our business, um, you referred to your to your book, and it you know the title is quite memorable. And in fact, I was speaking to George, my producer prior to the show, and he said, "You know, I, I remember that title because it is <laughs> one that absolutely sticks in your head." Uh, but it's it's called Dickless, Dickless Marketing: mm-hmm. Smart Marketing to Women Online. Love it, um, and I'm sure that you were banking on that title catching a lot of attention.
0: Absolutely. Let's face it, Maria. We have to be our own cheerleaders when we're in business today, (laughs) and it's an area that women often struggle with. I will tell you secretly um, that when I was writing the book, the book is based on getting people out of the old Dick and Jane world of the 20th century, And those of us of a certain age remember Dick and Jane. They were the um, characters Uh in the books where we learned to read in grammar school. And Dick was always the one in charge. So I wrote a book called Dickless Marketing because I wanted people to know Dick wasn't in charge anymore. Um, And the reality is people thought it might have meant something else. Uh, But the, the truth is I came up, I didn't come up with the title. Let me back up. I did not come up. I kept <laughs> trying to think of a good title. And a friend of mine who was in marketing said, you have to call it Dickless Marketing. And I laughed. I probably laughed for 10 minutes. I picked myself up off of the floor and said, I can't do that. I'm I'm of a certain age from a certain <laughs> era. We don't say things like that. And a half hour later, he talked me into it. And, I, and I've never looked back. Best, best thing It was I a wise did. choice. Memorable. Wise advice. Yeah. It worked. Well,
2: in the book, yeah, it definitely worked not only to capture attention, but to get your message across, get people to read it. And you have some great messages in that book. You talked before about how it was really about navigating um, online to get in front of women, and in fact, you in the book you share some sites that have successfully marketed to women, and then there's of course many many others that don't do a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, you you go into e-commerce sites, and then of course the the dickometer, another well phrased title. <laughs> um, can you kind of summarize some of the insights that you shared with readers of that book, and then again that came out a few years ago, and online changes every second, maybe how some of the, the things have changed since you published it.
0: It's really interesting that much of the content in Dickless Marketing is relevant today in the sense that women really want those relationships, and I did talk about that in the book. You can't just throw email marketing at us or direct mail marketing at us. You can't build a website and think because you have... Think on it, that women are going to stop by. You've got to build the relationships. That has not changed. Uh, women like to have that 800 number. We want to be able to call on the phone. One of the big things I talked about in the book is the fact that my computer monitor isn't your computer monitor. So the blue that you're telling me about might be aqua or green on my monitor so i need that 800 number so i can call and find out is this really the color i think it is um the the sizes run too big or too small or you know the other thing is women want to um talk to other women so the sites that actually allow us to converse with each other that opened themselves up and this was six years ago People were beginning to open themselves up to having reviews on the site. Well, women want to see those reviews because the people we're tapping into when we make our buying decisions are friends and family. Mm -hmm. So those things are still standard. They've just grown. The reality is with social media, women have discovered that not only can we connect, share, share, advise each other we can do it in real time on twitter we can do it in our blog we can do it on facebook we have more power now than we ever had before and the reality is we're building our little niches online so we have blog her which is one of the biggest uh... women's blogging networks online and we have mom 2.0 and we have Blissdom, and we have sites like that i village redid their site recently um, We won't get into that because I wasn't very fond of it, but they are coming on board with the recognition that women talk to each other. We've always been the ones that want to converse with each other. So Dickless Marketing wanted people to understand that, that that women today have money in their purse, and it's interesting, money in their purse concept, because that goes back to Susan B. Anthony. Susan Mm -hmm. B. Anthony is the one who said Um, A woman's purse. A woman needs to have autonomy, and she needs to have a purse of her own, as as, uh, Virginia Woolf's a room of her own kind of thing. So it's not really new, but the the new thing is women recognize it. Women are flocking to connect and converse and share, and younger women especially. So my daughters, they're going to go online. They have Mm -hmm. friends that they see on a regular basis um, at the coffee shop, at work, and other places. But they also have a whole community online. And they want to know what movies are popular. They want to know should they shop at Chico's or should they shop at uh, The Gap. So those Mm -hmm. are kinds of the things that we talk about in Dickless Marketing that are still prevalent today. They've grown. Social media has made them more powerful, it's given women, I like to say, a collective voice so that we're now online, doing business, getting personal because moms today have hundreds of other moms that they can tap into, and we're also being political online. So we've moved beyond the Dickless Marketing world into social media where we're taking a stand, whether that stand is Uh, breastfeeding my child or starting a new business or getting into the political discussions of the day. Well, sense? and you've
2: called out a few things Yvonne, that make a very successful site. One, as you said, is the interaction that a site provides for women to do that peer to peer recommendation, that, that discussion, that congregating online is an important factor to a successful flight at site. Another might be, you know, peer reviews because we are very much influenced by what other women have to say. If they've already tried it and they like it, that's a huge endorsement and a reason to purchase. But are there other things, um, related to a successful site that listeners need to be aware of? Or maybe, conversely, there are things that that they should absolutely not do online because it's a huge turnoff. Any any thoughts there?
0: I can tell you that one of the most powerful things that happened in the last um, six years is the ability to allow your customer to customize your product. And so I would say that anyone listening should seriously think about what they're offering, what they're selling, and how they can allow the women who are coming to buy, and women buy more often than men, number one, and number two, as you know, Maria, they influence. So if I'm not buying it, I may be influencing, and the reality is we like the customization, whatever that means. If it's a T-shirt, we want to tell you what colors and whether it should be long sleeve or short sleeve, and maybe we have other ideas, but... It works for almost anything. If you're selling services, we want to tell you what we need. So the more uh, ability you have and the more open you are to allowing us to customize packages and create something that's going to work for us, the more successful you're going to be. And that may be creating a site online that offers ideas, and then there's a section where What is your idea so that we can share it? Women love to share their ideas, and why not? Uh, The other thing I think people need to be very focused on that we got away from for a while is the face-to-face ability to look in someone's eyes. So we have online, we have social media, we have all of these wonderful tools where we can connect, but there still is nothing more powerful than getting together face to face. So if you have an opportunity to create a local event and get the local women in your area to come, you know, put on a spa night. Um, have uh, your top ten customers invite their friends uh, to the movies, and you pay. Um, you know, do something special for women that is offline, and they will take that conversation online. They will create that viral marketing campaign for you. And I think a lot of people are forgetting that. It should not be forgotten. We want to meet face-to-face. We want to be able to laugh with our friends. We want to be able to share something that we've actually connected with in a physical sense. And then we're going Mm -hmm. to go online with it, again, on Facebook, on our blogs, and things like that. Um, you know, and the other new thing is, don't expect because a woman. At, one of the things at Lipsticking, I'll tell you, Lipsticking is a marketing to women blog. It's mainly about business and how to connect to women in business, and how to help women in business be better. I get pitched things that are just not relevant. And so I would caution people when they are trying to approach the women's market and they would like to engage bloggers and women that are in in niche markets online to be very selective, understand who the woman is, understand what the site is about. Um, Too many people just think, oh, it's marketing to women. I can send them sex toys and lingerie. And, you know, there are places for that. My blog is not one of them.
2: Right, right, help? and that's so important to be relevant to the person that you're pitching. Otherwise, it's there's a huge disconnect. Clearly, and I think the point that you made about the offline inspiring the online is absolutely a critical piece of it. It's we do crave that face to face, and we will be inspired to go to go online and share more. I, interesting in, inspiration also is a theme for the book that you have been working on, and I believe it's just out. It's called Lipsticking the Book, A Little Book of Big Thoughts. Talk about the inspiration about the inspirational book.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did what I would advise many other people to do. I looked at my blog. Uh, This little book of big thoughts is basically a selection of blog posts and some updated thoughts on them. The reason I put it together wasn't because I wanted to teach anyone anything. Lipsticking is about teaching people things, and it's about sharing. But I wanted to remind the women readers that I was thankful for them, number one. And number two, I wanted to remind them that they are powerful. I wanted them to be able to look at this little book of big thoughts and take some big thoughts of their own out of it. Uh, I'm all about... Continuing to support the the women that I meet and I, I meet so many women I am so fortunate that uh, lipsticking has connected with women of all ages and all um, business minds and, and even some personal uh, just per- women who come for their personal reasons um, and men we have we have a lot of men also so I thought well how can I give something back and try to help inspire these women to continue, especially in the economy. In today's economy, perhaps you're seeing it also, Maria, people are struggling. They're losing their bearings. You know, they're they're confused. They don't know what to do next. And sometimes the, the business advice isn't what they need to hear. Sometimes what they need to hear is, yes, you're okay. Um, yes, why don't you sit down and think about... Something good that happened today. Why don't you call your mother? I probably say that a dozen times in the book. Call your mother. Um, as a mother, maybe I'm trying to tell my children something. <laughs> but, you know, so the little book of big thoughts is just that. It fits in your purse, and you can take it with you to the hairdresser. You're sitting under the hairdryer. You can read this little book of big thoughts. It's not something you have to read in its entirety. It's short. It's only 70 pages or so. And again, it's a compilation of uh, blog posts. The links are there if you would like to go to the full blog post. Some of them are not a complete post. And then there's little post-it notes at the end with my thoughts on, well, what's happened since I wrote this post? What's changed? What hasn't changed? And I've gotten some really positive reactions from it, so I'm glad that I did it.
2: Oh, congratulations! It sounds like a great read. I can't personally wait to to try it out myself. Because when I uh, when you let me know that you had, it was just out, I thought, oh, I, that's kind of the thing that would be a great gift. You know, it's a great gift book. I think. So um, I look forward to checking that out. Well, we're going to take a quick break uh, before the half hour escapes us. And when we come back, Yvonne, I do want to talk about your passion for pets. And your passion for publishing. Um, So a lot more to talk about when we come back with Yvonne on Purse Strings in just a moment. Okay,
1: time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Anyway,
2: I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your
1: CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask?
2: Correct. With In-Demand Affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, could you hold
1: on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you weren't kidding. We are In-Demand. You can be, too. Sign up today at the letter
2: n demandaffiliates.com
1: the Elite Publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone, as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be Elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways
0: for any affiliate to make money.
1: Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. Inbox Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan.
2: Joining me today is Yvonne DeVita, author, blogger, and president of Windsor Media Enterprises. And we've been spending the first part of the interview talking about Windsor Media Enterprises and and two of Yvonne's books. But, Yvonne, I want to kind of turn the tables to talk about how you help other authors get published. Now, you talked a little bit about it when you were describing work that Windsor Media, Media Enterprises does. But, in fact... It's my understanding you're completing work on a brand-new book with a new author. Tell us a little bit about the views from the 13th floor.
0: Well, this is a very exciting project that we're working on, and part of it is because it is focused mainly on women. Many of the business books that we do, although written by women, are focused just on a general audience. This is focused uh, on women, and especially young women. Alexia Isaac is the author, and she was mentored by the chief marketing officer of Mary Kay, Rhonda Shastine. Rhonda has since retired, but while Alexia was being mentored, she took a lot of notes. She uh, created what we are calling Views from the 13th Floor Conversations with Rhonda Chastain," and it's all about her experiences being a young woman in business today and having to deal with the old boys club and it's not a bitter book and it's not a revealing book it's just a very good book of Q&A with Rhonda about how to be in business today if you're a woman and I'm sure in, in my discussions with Alexia she talked about how it was aimed at her age group Gen X's and Gen Y's and I said to her as we worked on it, this is very valuable for women in the baby boomer uh, world, because many of them are leaving jobs and starting businesses of their own, and they really need to know that the old boys club isn't something that will keep them from succeeding. So, I'm very excited. The book should be out in September, and Alexia is going to be starting a blog also, uh, and it really is going to help. I think a lot of women understand that they're not alone when they have to deal with these issues in business and. Rhonda is very fond of saying there's no such thing as the glass ceiling, and I like that attitude because there's no one who can help you succeed more than yourself. So I hope this book will help women understand that they can succeed, and if there's a glass ceiling, they just need to break through it.
2: I love it. I love it. That's so inspirational. I I think that it will be a great read, and I can't wait to... See, um, see it come out in September. I'll keep an eye out for that. Now, I know part of your success, Yvonne, has been that you've, you follow your passions, whether it's publishing or social, online. But you're, you have another passion that I think really imbibes everything that you're about. It, it's pets, isn't it? Talk a little bit about how that passion has taken form over the years. Well,
0: at, at heart, Maria, I'm a writer and I'm a pet lover. Um, I'm just one of those people. I don't dress my pets up, but I don't pick on people who do. Um, (laughs) I'm a dog lover and a cat lover, and basically I used to be an animal technician in my previous life, and I've never given that up. Pets are very important to me, and I was so fortunate in the last few months to meet up with another pet blogger. Um, I have a pet blog, Scratchings and Sniffings, and uh, Caroline, who writes Romeo the Cat, Called me and said um, she was getting emails from pet bloggers wanting to know how to do what she does. She raises Mm -hmm. funds for elders. I was getting emails from pet bloggers wanting to know how to do what I did. My blog is sponsored by Nestle Parina, the pet company. And so she said, Yvonne, why don't we put together a conference so we can teach people how to do this? Wow. I thought, okay, I've never put on a conference before, but in keeping with my little book of big thoughts and Dickless Marketing and Windsor Media, never say never, just, you know, do it. Um, I'm very fond of telling people to just do it. And so we did it. It was a big success. It was in April in Columbus. We had 20 dogs, five cats, a ferret and a guinea pig. We had some outstanding speakers. Um, We had a big number of, I mean, Pet brands, Del Monte and Purina Care, the pet insurance company, and basically, it was one of the the most rewarding experiences of my life. Um, and we have since gone on. We we are calling all of what we're doing blog pause, and uh, we are holding another conference in Denver in September. Wow! So that's all so very exciting.
2: exciting. Yeah. Well, and so you've managed to take that passion clearly and inspire others uh, with it and create a, a business out of it. I mean, it, essentially, you've, you've created of business, haven't you?
0: Yes, we have. Blog pause is a business, and the business is uh, twofold. One it's to create the content and the education for the pet bloggers, which is a huge growing community online. And by the way, it is probably 90% women. Uh, which is why I'm so good at it, I guess. And um, it's to help them learn how to be better bloggers and use Facebook and use Twitter, but it's also to connect them to the brands because the brands today uh, are recognizing the value of getting in front of bloggers and there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. And so BlogPause wants to teach people the right way to do it.
2: Yeah, well, good luck with that. And I, I'm afraid to say we've, we've run out of time. There's so many fascinating things that you're involved in, Yvonne, I could probably talk to you for another half hour with absolutely no problem. But thank you so much for the time you've given me today. And I do want to refer people to the the many, many ways that they could learn more about you. Um, you just talked about blog pause, there is a a, a site for that blog You also, so mentioned your pet blog and it's scratchingsandsniffings.com. and then of course we we don't want to talk about pets because uh, our we're all about women here on purse strings. Uh, but the Society dot com is an is another outlet to talk yes. about women and women entrepreneurs. Anything I've left
0: out? No, Maria. Thank you so much. I, I hope that the women listening will um, take some inspiration and a just do it and b. You know, don't give up. You can keep on. Tap into your market. Tap into your friends. And if if necessary, write to me.
2: Yeah, that's wonderful. Yvonne, thank you so much. And much success with your brand new book. And then that book as well coming out in September, Views from the 13th Floor. And thank you to George, my producer, for another solid show. Join me next week on Purse Strings right here, Tuesday at 3 o'clock. I'll be speaking with Brent Shulkin. He's the founder of Carrot Mob. If you haven't heard about Carrot Mob, you will. Carrot Mob is a type of consumer activation in which businesses actually compete at how socially responsible they can be and then a network of consumers spends money to support the businesses that make the strongest offer. It sounds complicated. It's not. And it's absolutely inspirational. So more on that. That's right here on Purse Strength next week. Until then, make it a great one.